The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. What are you doing? You got two guys sitting in the studio here in the Berkshires. One from New York, one from Massachusetts. Thank God there's a piece of glass separating the two of us. Welcome to Cronin and the Zuck here on WTBR Sports Talk. Let's go! Free throw shooting. That was cold. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Cronin and the Zuck here on WTBR Sports Talk. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, sir. How you doing, man? Um, really, really. What a day! Man, it's gorgeous outside. Can't get any better, right? It is beautiful out there. You know what's not beautiful? What is the Celtics shooting last night? God. Talk about a disaster. I mean, you know, I, I thought that they were going to win last night because, you know, they came back in the third quarter. The first quarter was putrid. Oh, it was terrible. I mean, they held them to 16 points. Uh, but you know what, what? What proved to me last night that the Celtics are toast in the series is that Steph Curry went 0 for 9 from three-point range. Unbe- and they still lost by 10 points. Yeah, amazing. So and, and- so they're, they're, they're toast. I mean, they're, they're going to probably come out guns blazing. On fire, hopefully not on fire, you know, literally on fire. But, you know, game six, the crowd, the team, they're probably going to come out and win game six, but they're done. I mean, it's, you know, Steph Curry's going to win the MVP. He's going to have his fourth title. You know, congratulations to him. I can't stand him. I hate his, his mouth guard <laughs> hanging out of his face. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of Draymond Green getting all the calls. You know, the, 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 the officials were awful last night. The game itself was, was it was miserable. Uh Ugh, I just, I've had enough. I've had enough. And these 9 o'clock start times kill me. That's usually what time I go to bed. <laughs> I'm an old man, you know? <laughs> You're an old man. <laughs> 36 years old, I'm an old man. Wait a second, yeah. I'm like almost 20, 20 years old, for crying out <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm losing my hair. It's gray. I mean, it's not, there's not even black left. In it. Anyway, 413-445-5943. Uh, Robbie Zucker and Sean Crow on our Tuesday spot. It is always here on WTBR. Uh, look. Any team that the Celtics that has Robert Williams and Al Horford that combine for only 19 points and, and, and lose the battle inside in the paint 50-34, to 34, how is that possible? Here it is. Here's the possibility. I mean, the Celtics last night were 31 of 75 for 41% shooting, okay? They were 11 of 32 from three, okay? But here's the, here's the, here's the clincher and the biggest stat. Again, 18 turnovers, nine in the first half. I'm sorry. Now, I don't know how many points came off of those 18 turnovers, but I guarantee you a lot of those were three shots, um, you know, or at least uh, baskets that were made by Andrew Wiggins, who was terrific last night. He was the only guy worth watching last night. Intelligent drives to the basket, smart shots, playing defense, rebounding, outstanding you know, effort by Andrew Wiggins last night. But here's another cl- clincher for me. This is the biggest statue. 21 of 31 from the foul line. 
That is putrid. You missed 10 foul shots and an NBA team misses 10 foul shots in a, in a championship series? Are you kidding me? You know, I watched Jason Tatum kind of grow up a little bit in the playoffs. Yep. You know, like in the Milwaukee series, I said, this guy's a bona fide superstar. Yep. You know, I have to I have to take him down a rung on the ladder after this, this these first five games. I mean, the guy has... He hasn't shown up in big spots. Ten of twenty last night. Two for two for six from the line. Right. That's that's inexcusable. It is. How about how about Brown? Five for eighteen last night. But I don't understand something. You have a size advantage inside, and Robert Williams comes away with ten points. How many times last night did I see guys with the opportunity to dribble into into the lane, okay, and dish underneath to Robert Williams, who's being guarded by someone smaller? I mean, it's not like Looney was getting a ton of uh, court time yesterday. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of court time. Was it was it Looney that hit that three pointer right at the end of the no uh, no third it was pool it was pool when he hit yeah. that no, Looney, shot Looney's that, not a three he's a he's a center yeah when he yeah. hit that three pointer that was the dagger so this game's over right. I mean, it was only, yeah, they only put him up by one, one point, point. But I mean, it was nah. still it just the, it felt like the momentum just got crushed at that uh, point yeah well I mean the the problem for me last night again is is the, again the, the three point shooting it's just ridiculous I mean everything's a three last night you know Smart seven for fifteen and I liked when Smart one of the best plays last night was Marcus basically posting himself. back back in and then he just a little back, you know, a little pass around the back to Robert Williams underneath. But see, my question to to every broadcaster that I speak with during the week or is what do NBA coaches do? What is their role? Do they go outside and say, "Okay guys, just shoot wherever you want. Just keep hitting threes. Just shoot threes all the time. Three after three after three." I mean, there's no sharing the ball. There's no motion in the game anymore. It's just a stagnant group of players standing around in a semicircle. I can tell you what NBA it's coaches not a do. It's just, what do they do? I can tell you what they do. They they, they just they substitute stand, they, players. They stand on the sideline, and then they talk trash to the media. And I'm, I'm talking specifically about Ime Odoka, the Celtics head and coach. And Odoka get rid of the He's, mask after a while, please? Can we, down, can we stop the mask what's, thing, what's, please? What's the point? He doesn't ever wear it. He's got exactly. it hanging down right. off his mouth. If you're going to have a mask on, wear the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, if you're not, then right. take it off and throw it's in the just, trash. It's ridiculous. But he says after game four, we'd be up three to one if we actually had some offense. Well, then generate some offense. Like you said, the behind-the-back pass from Smart to Williams last yeah, night. Start play. generating ball movement. There isn't any. Like you said, it's all stagnant three-point shooting. Right. It's it's so frustrating to watch. And when I get those when I get those uh, people who play devil's advocate with me, let's say, oh, you know, um, well, both teams play good defense. We know that, but don't tell me that it's great defense about just taking 24-foot shots all the time. Al Horford is standing at the three-point line chucking threes. I'm like, what's going on here? Do we have a phone caller? Okay, we'll take our first phone. Maybe they'll talk about basketball. All right, let's go. All right, good morning on WTBR Sports Talk with uh, Cronin and the Zook. What's up? Who's this? Hey, how you doing? It's Eddie. Hey, what's hey, up, Eddie? Ed? You going to hey, talk Celtics? Good morning. Listen, before they that guy made that three-point shot at the end of the third quarter, yeah. they had a two-point lead, and they could have extended it, but they missed that bunny at the, at the end of the court, you know, with what, what? Ten seconds to go, and the guy gets well. They could have extended that lead, but he missed the bunny, you know. And but it's the bunny. That, but it's just one play, though. I mean, it's just one play. I understand that. I understand that. But if they went, if they make that 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 shot, then you go into the fourth quarter at least with some confidence. Yeah, but you let me ask you this: that, you can't let that shot go through. 
Let me ask you this. Robert Williams, 10 points, played a hell of a lot out there last night. 10 points. How does that, how does that manifest itself when, when you get the I ball agree. inside for I 10 agree. points from your biggest you know, guy on the court? Even though I'm a Knicks fan, but I'm rooting for the So Celtics. am I. So I'm a Knicks fan, too. I, I could believe I'm rooting for Boston. It's like sacrilege for me. What, are you kidding me? And I have my friend, my friend Carlos in New York is also rooting for the Celtics. I have a lot of friends that are Knicks fans that are rooting for the Celtics because we can't stand Golden State. People are sick and tired of Golden State. I'm just sick and tired of Golden State. I'm just tired of Curry and his shenanigans every time he makes a shot. And you know what? To show you how selfish he is last night, and, and, and he's ruined the game so much for me, he shoots nine shots and misses them all. It's like, oh, don't put the ball on the floor and try to drive he's to the basket, right? He's a clutch player. You know, you got to give where credit where credit is due. You know, he was Curry seven for twenty-two him, last like night. Jordan in the nineties. Ah, come on, don't no comparison. He was seven know, for twenty-two. I'm not saying that. Come what on, I'm no trying comparison. to explain to you is you yeah. gotta give credit where credit is due. I didn't take away credit. I'm just saying that he's seven for twenty-two. I think it's atrocious. I think it's bad basketball. That the winning team in an NBA game shoots forty-six percent. I think it's it's ridiculous. That the, you know the Celtics shoot forty-one point three. I just find it. I mean, there's no ball. There's no motion to the game anymore. It's like right, would be like. I agree. It, it would, well, yeah, it's all shooting yeah. or, or dunking, right? No, but no, it's all three point hell. It's all three point hell. You nailed it. That's had, what they, they should rename the league. To win that series, at that, you know, the, the guy gave a perfect pass and he missed a bunny, you know, into the goal. You know, bunny, bunch bunny, bunny. <laughs> the NBA right. is going to be changed to the three ph. It's the National Boring Association. It's the National Boring. It'd be like, you know what it'd be like? It'd be like watching an NHL game and watching nothing but point shots from your defenseman. That's what it's like. I know, but but the the guy, you know, I forget his name. He just missed a perfect open goal shot. If he makes the goal, you know, it's a Yeah, but that's one play. That's one play. It's like saying the same thing with Poole when he hit the three-pointer before the end of the third quarter. I enjoyed Yesterday afternoon, I enjoyed the guy that does the lawn care at our our apartment building spreading mulch more than I enjoyed watching the (laughs) basketball game. That was more entertaining. Can I come over and watch the guy spread mulch? Sure. Thanks, man. (laughs) Thanks for the call. Hey, checking in from Pittsfield. Well, I, I, can I come over and spread some mulch too? Because really, honestly, last night I was like, you know, when I was on when I was on with, with Babari last night uh, after the game, and I'm talking to him, and he says to me, "Are you really following the the, the, uh, the NBA finals?" I said, "Yes." I said, "Yes, Emmanuel, I'm following. It's my job because I have to go on the air tomorrow and figure out what's going on here with this game." But yes, I watched three quarters of the game. I missed most of the first quarter, and turned out it was 16 points. I'm like, "Oh my god, what are they doing now?" So I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I have no clue what in the world coaches do anymore. Honestly, Sean, I really don't. 413-445-5943, Eddie. From Pittsfield, check in and give us a call if you want to talk Celtics basketball. A lot, a lot of other things to talk about. Obviously, you know, uh, baseball series coming. The Yankees on a roll, obviously. The Red, you know, it's interesting about the Red Sox. They've won 21 of their last 31 games. They only picked up two games on the Yankees through that whole stretch. The Yankees are on an unbelievable run to start the But look, year. they're playing. Look who they played, though. How, man, how bad are the Cubs? You go from a championship team a few years ago, and you like all of a sudden you got. I, I never heard of half these guys. Well, it's like half my, these guys. I want three quarters of these guys. Well, my guy, like my guy Adam Shine, there said Adam Shine. You know, he said the Cubs are a glorified Double A baseball team, and that's <laughs> that's really what they are. I mean, but don't take any don't take anything away from the Yankees. I mean, no, I'm not. It's still, I'm not. It's I'm still, not. I, I know. I'm yeah. not saying you. I'm saying just in general. How about like, Matt Carpenter, the resurrected mustache of Matt Carpenter? Unbelievable. Him, right? and, him <laughs> and Nestor Cortez I like to take them. And, I know. Never mind. Bring them to a barber shop. Say here, groom these guys. No, nah, this looks cool, man. Well, yeah. Well, look at uh, you know. 
I mean, Matt Carpenter's year was like mine, Don, Donald Arthur Mattingly. So, you know, we love Donnie baseball. So he's got the he's got the grease going under the eyes and the mustache. It's awesome. So 10-14 right here on WTBR. And uh, everybody have a hope you're having a good day. We had a great weekend, by the way. We played uh, Saturday. And, and check this out, man. My band, HB Funk and Company, were the opening band uh, this summer for the summer series. It's July 6th. Anota Lake. Uh, Anota Lake. Check it's going to be folks. fun. And you know what? I've never been there. Everybody tells me it's crazy there. So I'm glad I'm going to be on stage and not actually down on the floor there. But, it's, uh, it's actually really fun. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people uh, pull yeah. up with their boats. Oh, sit, no, and, no and, kidding. And sit in their boats oh, and watch oh, it. Wow, it's kind of like Cubby Cove, you know, like uh, with the Giants with the Giants games, right, with the Giants in San Francisco. So, But, um, yeah, you know, the Yankees, what, they started with, uh, I guess it's a three-game set with Tampa tonight? Yep, starts okay. tonight. Yep. So Tampa for three and then what? And then, and, then you, and then Toronto for three and then Houston for four? Something like that. Okay, so now, now the Yankees are going to be playing some teams. Toronto's been on a roll, obviously. Um, Tampa's playing better, and Houston's having a really you know good season in the first place. But that, that that division, you could you know take or leave. You could take or leave the entire baseball. You know, um, both the National League again, the American League. I mean, there's like I think there's like 15 teams under 500 right now. That's sad. That is sad. For Major League Baseball. Well, it is. It, you know, it's the only sport without. Well, I would say hockey's a real salary cap, but baseball has no salary cap. So all these small market teams, what are they going to do? How are they going to compete? The Red Sox are in you an know? interesting spot now because they, you know, they went eight and two on the West Coast, which right. is which if they go fi- if they go five hundred on the West Coast, I consider that a victory. Of course. But they just lost Nate Evaldi and Garrett Whitlock oh, no to way. the injured list, wow. so two fifths of their starting rotation is hurt. We had a guy named Cutter Crawford came up and pitched yes, on I've Sunday, heard of him, yeah. five innings of one one hit ball. I mean, he did walk four guys. But only one hit, you know, and that's uh, so they're gonna they're gonna start having to test their minor league depth. And uh, Chris Sale couldn't get back any sooner. Yeah, and they said they might put him in the bullpen to get him back just to get him back sooner. Right. So now I've heard, of, yeah, I've heard of us Chris Fail and Chris Bale too. B A L. Chris Bale. Chris Ale. How about that? Chris he's Ale. always ailing. Wait, that sounds you know? like something you drink. Chris Ale. Hey, come on, audio lads. Drink it up. It's Chris Ale. Come on. Sounds We're like something down. people in Chicago would like. We're going to sit down for six months. Right. We're going to sit down for six months and, you know, be on the DL and have a couple of beers with Chris Ale. <laughs> and make $35 million. I mean, right. Process. Exactly. Yeah. And stuff 35 into your pockets, right? Why don't Chris you? Chris Ale. 413 <laughs> 445 Sean Crone here on Tuesday. What a gorgeous day outside. And uh, also, you know, we got to get the manager or one of the players or a couple of players of the Pittsfield Suns. So we got to work on that. But I, I listened to the Suns game the other day. So, but uh, I'd like right to here. go to a game one of these. Yeah, nights. absolutely. We used fun. to go all the time. With so much, I sang the national anthem there a couple of times. Yeah, it's been great. So, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fun place to go, and, it, and it's you know it's inexpensive. It's five dollars to get in. Hot dogs are inexpensive. It's not like going to Yankee Stadium or going to, you know to City Field or even Fenway. You, when you, you sell sing, your life to go to a baseball game, ladies and gentlemen. When you sang the national anthem, did they throw any Chris Ailes at you? Or no, <laughs> no, good? they, they loved good. it. Yeah, it was no. It was, no, I remember from our karaoke days. You got a great voice, my thanks, friend. Thanks, man. So. Well, I try. I sing in front of a seven-piece band. I should be able to, but and well, they cover it up a little bit. The seven, yeah, pieces, because you know? yeah, yeah, right, because you know, you know yeah, because Pittsfield. <laughs> Suns baseball is on here, right? You know, all season long, right? So, uh, so check out uh, the schedule for uh, for Pittsfield Suns baseball on every game is right here on eighty nine point seven WTBR. And um, well, I was going to say that. So this is a tough stretch for the Yankees, and we'll see. You know, let's be honest; they have the fourth easiest schedule in Major League Baseball so far this year. And I know they're pitching great and they're playing great and everything like that. The addition, how about the addition of Trevino? Nobody, you know, we all knew this guy was a pretty good defensive catcher, but he's been hitting the baseball too. So. 
You know, he's doing a good job. And Clay Holmes is now the, now the closer. I don't want to see Chapman ever come back after Clay. What is this, nine straight save opportunities? Nine for nine, I think? Guy's been incredible. Guy's been great. He figured something out. Absolutely. Yeah. So yep. why do you want to see Chapman come back and, you know, drive you crazy and, you know, walk the world and everything like that? Forget it. So, But just getting back to the Celtics for a second and the Warriors game. What do you see going on in Game Six? I mean, what do you see? What I mean, obviously the turnovers need to stop. I noticed too last night. Somebody was saying this about how every time Tatum and um, and Young would go uh, and Jalen would go to their left, they'd have a problem, and to the right, they wouldn't. But there's obviously tendencies that they do that that Golden State's picking up on. But I I just like I'm just trying to figure out what they besides turning the ball over, what they can really do. You know, to make to to win a game, which they have to win. I mean, they, this is a game six. Their their backs are to the wall. They're at home. They should win. They're at home. Horford has to stop planting his ass behind the three the point, point line. Well, that's that, what he yeah. does. He's well, always looking for saying. threes. I mean, Why? like you said, the size of Horford and, and Williams uh, alone, they should be that. Like you said, the backwards behind the back pass from Smart to Williams last night. They need to move the ball more. They just stand there, and when you stand there, like they're doing, dribbling the ball, waiting for the Wait. shot clock to to run yeah. down. It's easy to double team a guy, right? And they, they end up double teaming the guy, and then there's nowhere to go with the ball. But years ago, you used to say, "Oh, recognize!" Like I'm sitting there watching the game, I'm going, "Recognize the big man. The big man's underneath. Reckon Robert Williams is right there, standing there, and Tatum's dribbling and dribbling and dribbling and dribbling, and then he throws up an air ball." I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't get what these guys are thinking about. You can't, you can't lose a game what? when Steph Here's Curry goes over nine. Here's another question for you. Why? Range. Here's another question. Why don't NBA players consistently post anymore? Why? Look at the difference. Look at when you facilitate the ball through the post, how many options you have. You have your weak side option. You have your strong side option. You have your guard option of, of driving to the basket. I, I just don't get it. It's because the three-point shot is today's tr- – it's, it's the trend. But it's you the- can still do threes. If you're in the post, you can still do threes, and you can push that ball back out to the three-point line. You can protect yourself like Robert Williams. You know, Horford's got well, – you see Horford's got a baby hook. He's got a little 15-foot. He's got a little post. Get the ball down inside. You might, you might as well have five uh, James Hardens on your team. And getting to the line 31 times is good, but you got to make foul shots. Think about this. If they had made eight out of ten foul shots, they would have lost by what? Two points? Yeah. Okay. You remind me with your paper, your piece of paper over there, like Carl Rove with his whiteboard on Fox News. It's pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so we want to send our best wishes out to my, uh, my pal Ralph Romeo's wife, Cindy Romeo, who just... Uh, is just recovering uh, from surgery, and uh, Cindy, we love you, and we're wishing you the best, and thanks for the message, just thinking about you today, and uh, hoping that you're doing well, and uh, Ralphie, if you're listening, buddy, we love you, and uh, we hope you're doing well, I know you've been back and forth and back and forth all week, I'm sorry you're exhausted, so anyway, but we'll hear from you next week sometime, hopefully, and uh, you know, wishing you all the best. Anyway, we are going to take a time out for a couple messages, and uh, then we'll return, 413-445-5943, uh, we'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the Donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR-FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend... 
tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. Hola, hola. I'm Daisy. Yo soy Marta. Whether you want to learn a little Spanish or get a glimpse of our wonderful Latin roots, join us as we celebrate Latin culture with music from genres ranging from salsa to bachata. Gain insight on local news, community information, and very special guests. Only on Mundo Latino, welcoming listeners of all nations on WTBR 89.7 FM. Support for Mundo Latino comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke, and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you, and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parents smoke, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down. Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Pritchard County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. You guys rock. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM with Cronin and the Zook right here on a Tuesday as always. 413-445-5943. Yeah, well, I was getting into some uh, some baseball. Obviously, the Mets um, on the West Coast trip that was 5-5, five and five, and there was a lot of talk about the Mets and obviously the injuries to, uh, to DeGrom and Scherzer when they're coming back. And I thought... Uh, you know, Tyrone Walker pitches a great game the other night on Sunday Night Baseball, and they win. They come on 5-5, five and five and they're still in first place. You know, people are going crazy because the Braves have been on a roll. 11 in a row, I think, is it? Is it's it? 11 in a row, okay. yeah. And yep. the Phillies, since they fired Girardi, have won, what, 9 out of 10 or 9 in a row or at some point? 10 and 1, I yeah, think. Yeah, 10 and 1. So, so those teams gained a lot of ground. But, you know, my buddy Girard down in Florida is going bananas. He's panicking already. He's, oh, I'm doing a June swoon, and we're going insane. I wish he'd call up and talk some Met baseball. So, Girard, if you're listening, call call us up, 413-445-5943, and tell us why you're so worried about the Mets. Yeah, I understand. They got injuries, but you got an owner who's got a $16 billion hedge fund for crying out loud. The guy is not going to rest on his laurels. He wants to win. And they've already had the best trade deadline. Uh, let me try that again. The best trade deadline of any team in baseball yeah. hasn't happened yet, but they're getting Scherzer and DeGrom back. You know? right, so, I mean, there you go well, right there. there. Go. That's right. your trade deadline. Your trade deadline. And their closer, Diaz, is finally pitching like he belongs. Yeah. I mean, it took three years since that that trade with Cano, which, geez, what, $36 million right. they're paying him <laughs> yeah, to, to, right. to sit on the bench exactly. uh, on another team in yeah. the minors, maybe? Amazing. The Mets are going to be fine. I know. I just, and, you know, and, you know I, the Dodgers have some flaws. 
Right. I mean, they, they knocked around uh, Bueller the other day, the Mets did. I and mean, now Bueller can't pick up a baseball for eight weeks now. It's, wow, that's right. Yeah. It's, man. I'll tell you, they, they, have you ever seen so many pitching injuries in your life? When I was a kid, once in a while, like I remember Catfish getting hurt and coming back to help the Yankees win and during the 78 season. But it's like, I, I just, I've never seen so many injuries to pitchers. I, I can't figure out what it is. I, I, well, I, I can get a theory on it. I mean, really, what I'm thinking about is guys throwing too hard. You know, for one thing. And guys go out there now, they say, well, you know, I'm only going to pitch five or six innings so I can basically throw my arm out. No! The Reds have a, a, a new pitcher, <laughs> Green, I think is his last name. Yeah. He, like, averages 102 on his fastball as a starter. I'm like, they, and they said the other day that he threw a 102-mile-an-hour fastball, and then he threw a 96-mile-an-hour changeup. I was listening to the radio on the way down to New York, and, and I said to my father, I'm like, that screams Tommy John. I just, like you said, these guys are throwing way too hard. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite players in baseball, Ozzy Albies, is out now, too, for the Braves. He's a guy I love watching. I mean, and, you know, they got Olsen. I mean, what do people expect? That the Braves, I mean, I said to Gerard, I said, Jer, the Braves are going to start winning some games. They're, you know, there's a reason why they won the World Series last year. They're pretty damn good, you know? And Acuna's back. Yeah, and Acuna's and he's, back. He's killing it right now. He's a great player. Yeah. He's a fantastic player. I mean, he really is. I mean, you know, and people have to realize, I mean, baseball is not a sprint. It's a marathon. We talk about this all the time. And he's giving me, you know, he's going crazy. Oh, the Yankees are so amazing. I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's June. Can we relax? Right. Did anybody tell Dave Martinez when the, Na- the Nationals were out of it, like, what, three or four years ago before they won the World Series? They wanted to fire him? They're going to fire him this year because that's what they do. That's uh, what that ownership group does. It's not does. his they fault. Fire- no, it's not his fault. That's they- like me Juan Soto. You have a fire sale, and then you fire the manager. That's how it works. And that, that organization is never loyal to a manager. Why hasn't Nelson Cruz been traded yet? He's, you know he's going to get traded at the deadline to somebody. He could help the Mets, certainly. He could help a lot of teams. Still very effective at his age, you know, in his 40s now, I believe. So I think he's 42. Yeah, I yeah. think. And yeah. He's still effective power hitter. He's going to help somebody. You know what? He could protect, I, I, honestly, he could protect Pete Alonso in the lineup because let's be, be honest. I mean, Alonso had a wonderful season, but he needs protection in the lineup. But I love watching the Mets. I like their speed. I just, I, you know, they got Buck. They got a real GM. I say this to them all the time. They got a real owner, a real GM, and a real manager. Stealing my lines there, Zuck. Yeah, exactly. But you're right, though. <laughs> no, I know. It's true, though. But you know I've what? I've said you that know... before on the, on the radio. I've talked about that forever. I mean, it's you've got a good organization and, and an owner that wants to win now. He's the new George Steinbrenner. The Universal DH has opened up oh, yeah. possibilities for... A lot of aging guys like JD Martinez is going to be 36 this offseason. He's, he's a free agent. Traded? If the Red Sox are, are sitting around, toiling around 500 at the trade deadline, yeah. He's but, a guy who could help the Mets too. He's a perfect guy to help the Mets. Absolutely. But I don't think that the Red Sox are going to sell because they've been. But you know what? They'll, You're not going to sell when you was, have a chance to make the playoffs. I remember, it's six teams you know, in the American League and six in the National League. So I, was looking at the July, I was looking at the July schedule yesterday. Yeah. And the whole month of July is American League East for the Red Sox, basically. With a, with a series against, I don't know, a crappy team coming in there at some point, but they got the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Rays, like a steady diet for a good chunk of the month of July. So that stretch is going to determine where they're at at the trade deadline. If they actually play competitive baseball, you know, can win more than they lose. I mean, that's the goal, obviously. But, you know, if they're, if they're sitting there in a wild card spot, they could trade for a starting pitcher. Right. They need a closer. They have no answer in the bullpen right now for a closer. Yeah, they've had a tough time with their pen. It's been it's been a bunch of years with their pen being you know inconsistent. Well, last last year was better. It was better. With Whitlock was better, so forth. Yeah. And Barnes was halfway decent right, to Barnes the first half decent, of right, last and Barnes year. Barnes was okay last year. Exactly yeah. until, until the second half. I agree. So. Yeah. So that's good. You know, it, like if they're in contention, I could see them buying. But if they're not, I mean, look at Xander Bogarts. He's got an opt out at the end of the season, and they said that they had contract 
negotiations in the offseason and like during spring training and they said that the two sides were a hundred million dollars or more apart on on, on the I could, deal. I could easily see him going to the West Coast team. Yeah. Playing for West Coast team. I hate the opt out. I hate it's, that. because well, it's ridiculous. I mean it's like you know again I'll, I'll see this a million times. You know, you're wearing the uniform of one of the great franchises in professional sports in the Red Sox. And, you know, this whole idea of making more money and more money and more, what does it end? I mean, what, again, how much money do you really need to satisfy your life, to pay your bills, to take vacations, to buy houses? It's just a bunch of ego nonsense. It really is. It makes me sick to my stomach in an economy and in a society now where people are struggling. And the gas prices are going up more, five, five dollars a gallon now. People can't even afford to put gas in their car and then go, go, go to a baseball game. You don't think Bogarts... And these guys are begging for, oh, it's $35 million instead of 30 Who cares? It's monopoly money. You don't it's think ridiculous. Bogarts deserves a few more $100 million, you know, to pay his mortgage? Uh, absolutely. Sarcasm. Why not? He's part yeah. of the marketplace. I love that expression, the marketplace. If, yeah. you, if you had to choose between one of Devers or Bogarts, if you could only absolutely. extend one, it would be oh, Devers. it's got to be Devers. He's younger. He's younger, and he, he, he's going to drive more runs. He, it's the fact that he's younger. He's you turning know? into a superstar. I mean, oh, he and is this, a superstar. This year, his defense has been incredible. I mean, well, he's, he's, he's always really been knocked for his defense at third base, but he worked a lot in the offseason, and he he's, been, he's been excellent he did. at the hot look, corner. Look, when Wade Boggs came up, he was terrible. He worked his way up to being a, a, very, a gold glove. Same thing with Michael J. Jack, Michael Jack Schmidt. Same thing with a lot of these guys, you know. they never The, the Yankees never let Miggy uh, even try to develop a third base. He says, ah, oh, he's not a third baseman. He can't play. Let's put him in DH, and now, of course, he's in the minor leagues again. Even Joey Gallo's getting off the schneid here, and Aaron Hicks the other night, right? Hitting bad, hitting bad teams like the Cubs. So Gallo had a couple of home runs, and Hicks had a home run the other night in Minnesota. So, uh, But, yeah, we'll see what the Yankees do because, like I said, this is a stretch of games. And uh, how about Cole the other night? What, he got like three or four home runs, five home runs. Five home runs. Five home runs, yeah. yeah. And they still came back. And they and still won. won the game, yeah, right. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Shows you. It's amazing. It's like, it's so funny, you know, with the, with, the, with the Twins. Everybody beats up on the Twins, but nobody beats up on the Twins like the Yankees do. I mean, look at the records over the years. It's ridiculous. You know that every year the Yankees play the Twins in the playoffs, right? When I say every year, like every year it happens, the Twins go, <laughs> the Twins fans go, again? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we made the playoffs and we're going to get smoked again. Because the Yankees kill them. I mean, it's they like kill the them. Yankees are their daddy. It's like ridiculous. So, what are you, Pedro Martinez over there? The, <laughs> yeah. the, the Yankees are my daddies. The Yankees yeah. are my daddy. Who's your daddy? Hey, he talked about that the other day. Did it was, you talk it was, about who's your daddy? It was well, pretty you funny. Didn't talk about knocking over, uh, knocking over some uh, some some <laughs> Don bench coaches, Zimmer. Don Zimmer. <laughs> oh my God! Thanks. That's a classy move, huh? I want to talk about it because it's so long ago. But uh, yeah, I watch Pedro all the time. You know, on baseball, he's a good commentator. He's all right. You know. So uh, I remember Louis Tion when he said, it's great to be with a wiener when he went from the Red Sox. A wiener, side. yeah. Do you ever watch films of Louis Tion? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it's kind of like the Nestor Cortez sort of does that sort of Louis Tion sort of thing now, but not not quite as extensive as, as Louis Tion. But 413-445-5943, right here on a Tuesday morning with Sean and the Zuck and... Uh, Nerf. <laughs> so... Uh, I got. I got to talk about. I got to talk about my Rangers. I mean, I, I saved it and I wanted to talk about. it. I was hoping my buddy Dr. Robert Freed would give us a call, but uh, anyway, maybe he still will. Um, they had an amazing season. They had an amazing run. They ran out of gas. They played twenty games in forty nights, while Tampa Bay had ten games off. Tampa Bay is so good. You're talking. You know, people don't understand. This team has four future Hall of Famers on this team: Vasilevsky, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov. And Victor Hedman. When you put those four guys and you surround them, and even Braden Point has a chance to be a, that type of player through his career. 
when you and he's going to come back and play, I believe, in the in the series against Colorado in the finals, which is going to be a ridiculous series. It's going to be, I mean, Colorado is so fast and they're so offensive, and Tampa with their defense, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be like rock and sock and robots. When does that series start? It, uh, Wednesday night. It's, okay. it's going it's to be great. I mean, you know, like I said, there's such a difference between playoff hockey and between regular season hockey. Um, there's a lot of things I could question in the in the end of the series against against Tampa with Gerard Gallant's moves, sitting you know benching Capocacco and. You know, and uh, you know, not and playing Ryan Strom when he really wasn't more than fifty percent. They they had to you know lose him, I guess, after the first period. So they were playing with eleven forwards the last two you know periods of the game. But you know, hats off to the organization, the Chris Drury. They came so far. The three one deficit against Pittsburgh, down two nothing against Carolina, down three two against Carolina, winning the seventh game against Carolina. They just ran out of gas. Tampa's bigger, better, they're more experienced, but I am so damn proud of this team and how far they come. And you know what's cool? Training camp's only three months away. <laughs> they're back at it. And hats off to Igor Shosturkin, who played his rear end off. The guy's tremendous. I mean, what do you want? They, they, were, they scored five goals in four games. So, but uh, it was a tremendous uh, season. I, I can't, I, you know, they, they played great. It was, yeah, was it disappointing? Yeah, but you know what? You got to lose to win. When Tampa lost to Chicago in the Stanley Cup Finals, how about Colorado the last two years? They, they, they win two games against Vegas last year, and they lose the next four. Before that, they lose in seven games the year before the San Jose. So you have to lose to win. You got to grow and you get experience. And there's a lot of guys in their early 20s on the Ranger team that got a lot of great experience out of this. So press on, and next year you make some changes. There's a lot of UFAs and a lot of uh, restricted free agents as well, so they got to figure out what they want to do as far as re-signing players, but uh, overall it was great. So 413-445-5943. Give us a call. Anything you want to talk about here, baseball, basketball, football, football season. I'm telling you, the mini camps were just recently. So, mini camps are going yeah, on now, yeah. And, and training camp week. starts July 27th, so before you know it, man, here comes the Giants and the Patriots and the Jets. Man, I'm excited. You know what? I'm excited about seeing Thibodeau. I'm excited about seeing Evan Neal play. I'm really excited about the Jets. You know, and 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 also to see how uh, you know how uh, our boy uh, Mac does in his second year uh, as quarterback for the Patriots. Yeah, so. with Matt Patricia calling plays. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and Joe Judge working with the quarterbacks. Yay! Yay. No, I think. Uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Jets because they're 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 stacked. You know, uh, right, right. In terms of like weapons, but Zach Wilson, they said he was having accuracy issues again in camp. So can he figure out how to throw the ball? You know, that's going to be the big that's thing. The when, only thing. When, they, when they drafted him second overall, everybody went what? Like a year ago, nobody even knew who the hell he was. Yeah. You know, and bring him, bring him young quarterback. Well, you know, Steve Young was a bring him quarterback. Steve Young grew up about had ten minutes from where I grew up. But you know, the thing is that yeah, it, the question is coming out of a small, you know, I, what I would call a small school program. Okay, sure. I mean, all right. Yeah. The question is, can this guy be an NFL starting quarterback? Can he be a franchise quarterback for the team? I don't know. I don't know yet. I saw I saw signs of it a little bit last year, but it's you're right when it's an accuracy problem, especially throwing short passes. You know what I'm saying? So. We all know he can throw the ball down the field. I mean, uh, you know, obviously he can. And now he's got guys, now he's got weapons to throw to, obviously. Right. But, but uh, they had a great draft. I I'm, can't wait to see Sauce play. I can't wait to see a lot of these guys play. I'm real excited. They, had a, they had a great draft. Oh, it was tremendous. They drafted three starters in the first round. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love Sauce. I think he's fantastic. I think he's going to be a great NFL player. I really do. How about that outfit he wore at the draft? <laughs> <laughs> that jacket. <laughs> it's the Sauce Man. Come on. <laughs> the Sauce Man. Come on, he's going to market his own sauce in New York. Can't you see it right on TV, right? <laughs> you know who the real sleeper in the AFC is this year is the Dolphins. And, and can Tua Tungavailoa 
can he, you know, now he's got Tyreek Hill. He's right. got he's got no excuses. He's got no excuses. I mean, he he was the most accurate. He he led the league in uh, completion percentage last year, but he also was at the bottom of the league in passes downfield over twenty yards. Right. So and and Tyreek Hill is a, is a big play guy. Right. So will Tua be able to complete those passes downfield? Because he's always kind of had a noodle arm. Yeah. You know, but yeah, but yeah, but his he, arm's not great. But I mean, I loved him in college. I absolutely loved him. You know, I'm a Bama guy, so I loved him. But and the, and the Patriots have to face him twice, and they always give the Patriots a hard time. So. That's the team that, that uh, I'm the most intrigued to see this year is the Dolphins. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I know. I, I, I can't wait, honestly. I mean, I'm really excited. This is like the first year I can say it. I'm actually excited to see the Giants play and see what they actually do and see who makes the team and doesn't make the team. Also, too, you know, Daniel Jones, what's he going to do? You know? Big year for Danny Dimes. Yeah, big year. This is it, man, I think. Because they already cut off his uh, fifth-year option, right? They, they said they weren't picking it up. So Correct. that's Correct. And, and you know what? Do you think? Do you think by like I mean five, four or five games that you're going to see, you know, uh, Tyrod Taylor coming in? Is he the backup there yeah, now? He's Tyrod, the backup, yeah. Tyrod Taylor, yeah. if he could stay on the field. Yeah. I, it seems like that guy gets like the most freak injuries. Oh, he like, does. What was it out in yeah, San Diego or, yeah. or, or the, the Chargers, LA, the yep. LA Chargers now? Like, uh, tell, the, tell the, me. The strength and conditioning coach like punctured his heart. With a remember that like he was getting like a cortisone shot or something, and they really? stabbed him in the heart. heart? Really? And then all of a sudden, the emergence of Justin Herbert happened. But right. I mean, Tyra Taylor gets these freak injuries all the time. So if if Daniel Jones is not playing well, the only problem you're going to have is to, to keep Tyreek or Tyreek, sorry, Tyra Taylor off the field during practice so he doesn't do something in practice. Mm. Have like a lineman land on him or, or you know, the water jug knock over and hit him in the head or something <laughs> I know, he like does, that. You know? He, he does have a lot of bad luck. But obviously he played for Buffalo and he played for Brian Dable, so so that's why they signed him. And I think he's you know an excellent guy who can back him up. And He can win. Make, I mean, he, he's, he can start. He can start. Solid. He's yeah, solid. He is solid. Yeah. I, I admit that. In fact, I think he gives him a better better options than Daniel Jones really does, honestly, in terms of experience. And I mean, he played for Houston last year. He got hurt. Yeah. And Davis Mills ends up taking right, over. Right, you know? right. So, I mean, it seems like everywhere he goes, he gets bad luck. Right, that's why he's a backup quarterback. Right, at this yeah, point exactly. In his career, you know, so four one three four four five five nine four three. Robbie Zucker, Sean Cronin, right here on a gorgeous Tuesday morning, right here in the Berkshires. And like I said, all season long, you turn on your home for Pittsfield Suns baseball at eighty nine point seven. So they cover everything. And like Sean, I said, we're gonna we're gonna talk to some of the guys. Hopefully, get uh, the manager in here, get some players in here, come in studio and talk about the Suns season. Because because Sue and I used to go all the time. It was fun, you know. We'd go and and, and check out the games and stuff. And uh, we'd have to sit sit on one particular side because it's one side of of what. Coach Park's had so much sun on there, you're like blazing. So I always sit on the side with all the shade, you know, and so forth. But anyway. My cousin used to work in the front office when it was the, the Berkshire Black Bears. Yeah. It was like an independent league team. And right, she, right. she got uh, season tickets. We were halfway in between home plate and first base, like front row. Was it really sunny and hot? Like It was, yeah. but but it was a blast. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. If you got a good pair of sunglasses and a little food, some fans in front of you. Speaking of fans, oh, my God, I was, I was like so overheating. You know, it's the first time we went out in two and a half years to play, and it was real exciting. And the thing is that, you know, I realized I have to get my strength back. You know, after about eight songs, I was exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and we had a short set because Sully's kids did some speeches. It was, really, it was great. It was a really great tribute to a guy who was a tremendous musician and a good guy, a really good guy. And uh, we'll, we'll certainly be missed. And uh, we had a great time. So this is what we're doing. We're, we're booked July 9th. We're at, we're at Live on the Lake. Excuse me, July 6th. Then July 9th, we're up at the campgrounds uh, up in Greylock, the Greylock campgrounds. And then the 19th, we're down and uh, doing the summer series again in Great Barrington. 
Better buy some one stock member and, short. Better buy some stock and apple cider vinegar and honey. There you go. It's good for the throat, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I know. People come up to me. Oh, so I told I, I told you what the guy the guy I'm singing the other day, and this little skinny guy comes up to me after I sing. He says he says Are you Robbie Zucker? I said Yeah. What's up? He says He goes I listen to your show every day. I recognized your voice. I listen to your show on Tuesdays with Sean. I go No way. That's great. So I said to him I said So I said What's your name? He said Tim. So I said Will you call in? He said, no, you know, I'm on the back of the truck. I can't call in. So, Tim, if you're out there listening, we love you. And uh, thanks for tuning in always as you drive around during the day. And uh, that was so funny. I was cracking up. But, yeah, we're getting booked like crazy. That's great. So, and that's fun and everything like that. I told the guys, we need, maybe we need another singer to fill in in case I lose my voice. But uh, you, should, you should hire my guy, Evan Campbell, that I play music with. Oh, I, I haven't Evan, yeah, played with yeah. him in a while. But uh, that guy's got the stamina of, I can't even, you know, he'll he'll sit and play for six hours. He's even 30 years younger than I am or yeah, something. Guys, yeah. guy's got speaking stamina. That guy's incredible. So, so okay, yeah. so who do the Red Sox open up with tonight? Uh, we have three games starting tonight with the pathetic Oakland A's in back in Fenway. Wow. Okay, so so figure out the next what couple weeks they're playing the A's and they got they got a lot of West Coast teams, right? Yeah, coming into yeah. town. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So that's so that's good for them then, you it, know. They're going to be right there. See, that's the thing people don't understand. If you're hot and you're playing hot at the end of the year. Look at what the Braves did. The Braves got hotter than a, you know, a rocket last year. And they went on that roll and stuff. To me, it's about momentum. It really is towards the end of the season. If you're going into September and you're playing well, and you're, you know, uh, that's the thing. The question is, will the Yankees be playing? The Yankees won 13 in a row last year. Then they lost 10 in a row. <laughs> that's, All right, that's bad. Yeah, that's really bad. It just shows you it's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde effect on both. You know. Uh, the, the Yankees, and then, of course, you know, look at the Braves. It's the same thing. The Braves are terrible. They had all these injuries, but look, uh, their Braves organization went out and got all these guys at the deadline. Yeah, the Red Sox have three with Oakland and the Cardinals come to town. Oh, wow, the Cardinals. Okay, that's right. that's right. And then, then, the Tiger, then the Tigers oh, the come t- to town, and then, the then the they go to Cleveland. So, they, they, other than the Cardinals, that's a pretty easy stretch. Yeah. The Cardinals are always tough. Well, they're in first place now. Milwaukee. Right. Milwaukee. What's going they on in Milwaukee? eight in a row. Milwaukee's lost eight in a row, nine out of ten. It's like, what's going on? Like, I don't understand this. And then I realized last year, the Dodgers got off this amazing start, and then they went on a losing streak. When they, I mean, you can't explain it. You, you can't predict baseball, Susan. <laughs> okay, think, John Sterling. I think of John Sterling all the time. The know? Yankees <laughs> win. That's pretty good. Oh. That's a great play. Thank you so much, John. <sighs> She's dreadful to listen to. Susan's all right. I talked to Susan last year. Finally, we got a conversation. She goes, oh, you're up in the Berkshires? I said, yeah. I said, my parents used to schlep me up to camp when I was a kid up here. She goes, oh, yeah. So she's, we were laughing about well, John, uh, John Sterling's what, in his mid-80s? John Sterling's 83 and Susan's in her mid-70s. Yeah, John Sterling. I I happen to like John Sterling. Oh, well, yeah, I, John, you know, you, you deal with the mistakes, but John's, you know, look, let me tell you something. For an 83-year-old guy who has hardly ever missed a game in his career, it's uh, it's unbelievable the energy that he has. He really is amazing. There, there was a great moment earlier this year. He's a he good was, guy. He was calling games inside a studio with one TV. <laughs> and, and, and you know, you know his his famous home run chant, right? He goes, "It is high, it is far, it is caught." Yeah, right. Well, that's like <laughs> Bob Murphy in the Mets <laughs> announced years ago. Yeah, long fly ball to deep left center, going back, going up, long fly. He'd be like, and, and it's caught by the center fielder for the final out in the ball game. I mean, it's a, you know. And Joe Castiglione here for the Boston Red Sox, brought to you by Shaw's Market. Can you believe it? Did I tell you what's funny? But Timmy never, you know, my 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 buddy who does the Dodgers games now was the voice of the Red Sox for a couple of years. When when Ben Attendee caught the ball and they beat Houston to go to the World Series. Is that when he, Ben Attendee ate a mouthful of grass on that yeah, amazing catch? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then Joe fell off his chair. 
in his recliner. That's <laughs> funny. In the studio. Tim, you mean. And everyone was like, or Tim, Tim or Joe. Joe did. No, Joe did. Okay. Yeah, yep. Tim was telling me about this. Yeah, he's like, it was crazy. And everybody was laughing, but thank God he was okay, you know. He's, he's in his mid-80s, too, I believe. His mid-80s? I wow. think so. Can wow. you believe it? I, he's, <laughs> doing the, he's been the voice of the Red Sox yeah, for like 40 time, plus years. a long time, yeah. How about Vin Scully? I mean, Tim basically replaced Vin Scully, if you think about it, you know. So uh, and Berthier, no, no, I was wrong. He's yeah. seventy-five. Okay, and Berthy, my old roommate from college, is out in Arizona doing the Diamondbacks game. So, and they're not a bad team actually this year. So they're surprisingly, they're only four games under yeah, five hundred. They're competitive, you know. I mean, I don't know. Who do you see like as the six teams coming out of the American League and the National League? If you had to make a, you know, well, edu- I, a, a hypothesis right now, what obviously the Mets. Okay. Obviously the Mets. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I, I, I like Milwaukee to bounce back. I of just think, I think there's too much talent on that team. I couldn't believe it. I mean, did you see Josh Hader gave up two home runs the other day? And he's you know he's their closer. Yeah, it's yeah, the first no, no, time no. in his last 40 appearances Hader. he'd given up a run. He went 40 consecutive appearances without giving oh, up a run. Great. He's great. incredible. And they got Corbin Burns, Brandon right. Woodruff. The, the Milwaukee's going to be fine. I, I, I think the Dodgers. I mean, unless something happens, oh, yeah. the Dodgers should come out. Uh, I think the Padres, they're playing good ball. You know their their starting rotations is is just stupid stacked. You know with uh, uh that Joe Musgrove a name no one ever talks about. Right, you know he, right. threw, he was within what one out of throwing a no hitter. You know that guy's incredible. You Darvish has his moments. You know so I think the Padres. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they're gonna get they're gonna get Tatis back. Yeah, yeah. I love Tatis. I mean he's awesome. The Giants for some reason every year you look at the Giants and go yeah. You know, but they just they, they, they come. They won. They had the best record in baseball last year. They unfortunately ended up facing the Dodgers, but right. the Giants. Uh, I I like the Yankees. Obviously, uh, the 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 American League Central is a dumpster oh, it's fire. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, <It's> ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it is really. It's like, every team's under five hundred. Well, actually, Cleveland's above five hundred, like two games above. You think with Tito with that payroll, he does a pretty good job when you consider that team. I mean, it's like it's like Ramirez in a cloud of dust. I mean, who else else is on that team? Really, honestly. They got Lucky that he signed an extension, which everybody told him not to. So why do you, why do you want to be there? He goes, well, I grew up rooting for the rooting for the uh, right. the Indians, with his dad. The, the Guardians. The Guardians. Guardians. I know it's ridiculous. That. It's ridiculous. I mean, there's a lot of people who are Native Americans that like the name Indians. I don't know what it's changing. It was just ridiculous. They weren't they weren't calling them the Indians to be disrespectful. It was a term of right. like you know a respectful thing. Absolutely. <laughs> And now you got the Washington Commanders oh, in the NFL. That's the Give worst. me a break. That's the worst of all time. Well, you got the worst Commanders. owner in all sports in Washington, oh, so terrible. go figure them to I make that. I can't believe Snyder still owns that team. Talk about a bad organization. What'd you think of uh, what's his name's comments? Del Rio. Del Rio. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> gonna kind of refrain, but I, yeah, I, yeah. I I I like Del Rio, but oh, I think man. he pretty much screwed them out of a new stadium. You know, whoever the people are that they were working with to, to get a new stadium, stadium license, right, right, basically. Right, right. So we're not dealing with this organization anymore. So. Yeah, he's a lousy defensive coordinator too. I don't know why he keeps getting jobs. Quite honestly, I really don't know. Only the guy, only the Commanders. Commanders. Four one three four four five five nine four three. Right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Cronin and the Zuck right here until eleven o'clock in this afternoon. Keep it with WTBR for all the great music. And at four o'clock, one of my favorite shows that's on. Yes, it's the Beatles forever from four to six. They have got live stuff. They got studio stuff. They have. All kinds of great Beatles covers, so you got to stick with that at 4 o'clock. Uh, Beatles Forever, it's a fantastic show. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be back with uh, to wrap it up uh, right after this. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. 
Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Larry Kretka here from Nothing But Old 45s, inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music I've ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. Narcotics Anonymous has recently experienced an unprecedented shift in the way recovering addicts come together. COVID-19 has shut the doors of our meeting places, but it cannot shut the door of recovery. Millions of recovering addicts are meeting every minute of the day via online services. If you are an addict who is seeking recovery, please join us now. To be a part of the miracle, visit BerkshireNA.com or call 413-443-4377 where you can speak with a recovering addict. Underwriters are so important for keeping this station alive. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. I'd like to thank our local businesses for supporting Pittsfield Community Radio and for believing in the mission of the station. When you hear underwriting messages on the air, you know those companies support WTBR-FM. If you're listening now and your business would like to join in and support us, call me today at 445-4234 and get involved or visit us at WTBRFM.com. It will make all the difference. PCTV Select is a great way to watch local content without having a cable subscription. You can keep up with the latest of what's going on in your community from anywhere in the world. And it's available for free right now. Watch live events in full HD on your TV, on your computer, or on the go with your mobile device. Or watch our large library of on-demand video programs anytime that's convenient for you. No more waiting until it's on TV. Did we mention it's free? PCTV Select is everywhere you need to be. Mexicans, Bigfoot, Koreans, yep. Garbage Pail Kids. We got something for just about everybody. Hipsters. WTBR. All right, folks, welcome back. we got a few more minutes here in WTBR Sports Talk, 413-445-5943 if you want to give us a call. So, uh, Robbie, we got a, uh, the PGA Tour is holding the U.S. Open yeah. in Brookline this week. Yeah, my man Rory McIlroy is coming off a great win. Yeah. You, know what, you know what the bigger story is, though? The new uh, Saudi Arabian LIV League that they've <laughs> created. Have you heard about this? No, no, no. So Phil Mickelson left the PGA. Okay. To go join wow. this league, they they paying him two hundred and fifty million dollars. And, and uh, Greg Norman is now the uh, chairman of this uh, of the, I think uh, Phil's the commissioner. My age. I think yeah. Phil's my age. Close so, to my age. Yeah. So Phil Mickelson, 
who are the others that have left? Wow, uh, Rory, um, not Rory. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau has okay. gone over there. Dustin Thomas. Oh, like uh, Dustin Thomas. So they're yeah. picking they're picking off these PGA golfers and and creating like a new league, and it's bad for the PGA. Because they're, I mean, Phil's like other than Tiger Woods, Phil's one of the most recognizable of faces in the sport. Lefty, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And, and they offered Tiger Woods nine hundred million dollars to go over there and play. And he and said he, no. Right? He turned it down. You and I think what? it's because his image is finally starting to, to you know, reshape itself. People right, actually right, right. like him again. Yeah, yeah. And if he went over and you know, they consider. A lot of people consider this new Saudi Arabian League. Uh, they're they're getting paid blood money. Do they have all sand traps? The Saudi Arabian League. They're all sand traps. Yes, <laughs> yes. They don't play in sand traps. <laughs> and there's grass a little bit. If you have all the desert, and then you have a little bit of grass. Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 single-handedly it's destroying the ratings for the PGA though. But I think it's pretty cool that they're playing in Brookline, and uh, it sold out a year ago. The tournament. Wow. The U.S. Open sold out a year ago, and I wonder. Go? Are you going to go? I wonder. Well, I wonder how many tickets are going to be Man. on the second-hand market now because Tiger's not going to play. I think a lot go, of people yeah. probably bought tickets, and he said his back just isn't holding up for well, him. I used to go to the Westchester Classic years ago. We used to sneak in when we, when we were little, you know, and go to the pro am and stuff. I used to love going and watch golf. I used to play, but it's just a frustrating game to play. If you don't play a lot, and you don't practice. Forget it. You go out there like Spanky McFarlane, and you're having a 73 on the hole too. I mean, you know, it's. Seriously, though, it's the toughest game to play. That in chess, in my opinion. I mean, the toughest game to master is, you know, I mean, is golf, seriously. Not everybody can be Happy Gilmore. Right. <laughs> That's a great movie. It's so funny, though. I think of, I think of uh, Robin Williams. Oh, you got the scene with a golfer hole, right? And he's talking about, you ever see that? You ever see that bit with Robin Williams? Oh, yeah. He's talking about inventing golf. Oh, no. And then they give you a little, you get a little flag on there to give you hope. To give you some hope. <laughs> and then, you know, every time no! you hit the ball, they call it a stroke. Uh, Why is that? Because every time you swing the club, you think you're going to die. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. But Happy Gilmore is one of the funniest oh, yeah, movies hilarious. ever. Adam oh, Sandler yeah. gets into a fight with Bob Barker. Oh, yeah. Remember? <laughs> the price is wrong, Bob. Bob. <laughs> so that should be interesting to watch this weekend. I'm not going to go. Yeah. But, you know, just I, I happened to see that, and my, my father sent me a reminder. He goes, remember, golf and ball in Brookline this weekend, so thank you. should have watched golf on Shout a day, day when I was a kid. Oh, my God. You had, I mean, you had Nick, you know, you had, pff, man, you know, Jack, you had Jack Nicholson, and you had Tom Watson, and you had Lee Trevino, and you had Ben Crenshaw. I had so many great players, you know. You and, know what was uh, great? A couple weeks ago, John Daly played. Wow, really? It looked like Santa Claus. Remember, he used to hit the <laughs> crap out of the ball. Boom! You know what's funny? One time I saw Freddie Couples. I went to the Westchester Classic, and Freddie hit the ball with a par five, like over this huge dog leg, like you couldn't even see on the other side. And he must have hit, I mean, it was probably like a three horn, you know, probably 50 yard drive off the tee. It's ridiculous. So that's I me. Mean, you know what's interesting? When Freddie Couples won um, the Masters, he and Jim Nance were roommates in college at Arizona State. So here he's on CBS presenting his roommate with the green jacket. I thought it was one of the great, great uh, um, moments there for uh, two guys going to college together. One of his dream of being a sportscaster, the other one dreaming of winning the Masters. I thought that was pretty cool, man. Jim Nance interviewed the commissioner of the PGA last week, and yeah. uh, uh, the guy made Rob Manfred look like he knew how to do his job. <laughs> the commissioner of Major League Baseball. It was one of the most pathetic, embarrassing interviews I've ever heard. It was really bad. You mean a piece of metal? The yeah. guy who said the trophy was a piece of metal? Piece of metal, yeah. Rob Manfred cares about as much as baseball, you know, as, as I do politics right now. I mean, honestly, I, you know... I, he likes the tens of millions of dollars he gets paid every year. That's all he cares about. Manfred. He, he's, he's really bad. He's, Clown. He, he, Him and Goodell. Yeah, they're awful. 
Goodell drives me crazy. He's like so buddy buddy with all the players and stuff. He's all hugging everybody when they come out for the draft. And I love how that they all boo him every every. Yeah, you know, yeah. come out they, they still did the Gary Bedman. I remember when the Rangers won the cup and Bedman's presenting the cup to Mark Messier and the Rangers. And it's and Gary Bedman's out there at the beginning. And they go NHL Commissioner Gary Bedman like boo the whole garden. You know they just won the cup for crying out loud. The first time you know in 54 years everybody's booing Bedman. It was hilarious. Really, I'm like. Imagine that's 28 years ago now. It's like the boy, they came so close. They got, came I, so I, close. I got to sneak this in here real yeah, fast. Yeah, so, yeah. so the Cleveland Browns are looking to trade Baker Mayfield <laughs> to the Panthers, right? And oh, man. can I just say one thing? Yeah. Only the Browns right, get things. themselves locked into a situation with Deshaun Watson. I mean, guarantee him the most money ever, ever guaranteed in NFL history, and the guy may not even play again. There's a chance that he gets kicked out of the league. I mean, it. That's that's Roger Goodell. He might just throw the guy right, throw his ass right out of the league. I mean, and only the Browns would get themselves into a situation like that. So they may go from having Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield to not having either of them. So who's the backup? Jimmy Joe Johnson? Is there a guy Jimmy Joe Johnson? No, I just made it. Oh, I just made up the name. Be, like, I don't know. Be, sounds like a race car driver. Could Jimmy, be Jimmy Joe, Joe Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> That's right, folks. The backup quarterback round for the Cleveland Browns, Mr. Jimmy Joe Johnson. Let's interview him on the field right now. Where'd you go to college? I never did. Okay, he's kind of like the Patriots got him. You know, they found him under a bridge out here in Pittsfield, or like you know, Matt, or like Malcolm Butler was alcohol uh, working drive through a Popeyes. He was. Re- yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we're ready to go, man. Boy, those hours they fell. They go so fast. I tell you. I tell you. Anyway, good show, man. Great show. Thanks for Eddie for calling. <laughs> thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. Timmy, thanks for listening out there on the truck, man. We love you. And, uh, and uh, Cynthia Romeo yeah. just messaged me if yeah, she could get a copy of the show because she's trying to get home today. So she shout out to, to you and Ralphie. Herself. We love you guys. Uh, let's go, Brandon. Uh, any other <laughs> comments? No, just stay safe, be well, get out there, enjoy the sunshine, and uh, come out and see the band July 6th. We're live on the lake, so we'll see you next week right here for another edition of WTBR Sports Talk.